0: Welcome to Emerging Europe Talks, bringing you expert insight on innovation and technology, sustainable social and economic growth, business, politics, and culture, and helping you navigate the emerging Europe region. Hosted by Andrew Roble. Remember to visit the show's page, emerging-europe.com forward slash multimedia, or check the hashtag EETalks on social media.
1: Hello everyone. This is Emerging Europe Talks People, and today we are focused on digital habits. My name is Andrew Robel, and I am joined by Monica Czerwonka, professor at the Warsaw School of Economics. She is an expert in behavioral finance. Monica, welcome to Emerging Europe Talks. Oh, welcome everyone. I'm really happy to be here with you. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you very much for joining us. So let's have a look at a recent report that was published by eToro. It uh, looked at technology adoption and, and also digital transformation in Europe. Unfortunately, only two countries from emerging Europe were included in that report, and it was Poland and Romania. But if we look at those two countries, Poland's in the overall index, the National Digital Transformation Index, Poland seems to be somewhere in the middle. Romania is a bit towards the end. But I would say the picture is not that straightforward, is it? And I'm talking about Poland.
2: Yes, it's true, because this digital transformation index, actually it's uh, combined from two indexes, yes? So uh, mm. we've got two, because this from um, two indexes, the digital engagement and digital growth, yes? And if we look at the digital engagement, so Poland is somewhere at the end together with Romania. And if we look at the digital growth, we are at the beginning of that index. So altogether, we are in the middle, in the transformation. Ranking. How can we explain that? So, I would say that from an economic perspective, Poland, we know, is a post communist society with lower GDP per capita as compared to Western European countries, is still a developing market. So, I think that's why the digital penetration, so this is this digital engagement, this index, from our perspective, is not so well developed. And why? Yes, because uh, digital engagement here in that index was measured by uh, such indicators as, for example, share of online sales as a percentage Mm. of total turnover or the value of domestic and cross-border card transactions. And we cannot compare such uh, numbers, such values with, for example, West countries, West economies, yes? So it's obvious that um, we would uh, would, uh, score lower in such indexes. But from the other side, the second part of that uh, transformation index is the digital growth index, yes? and it um Consist of such indicators as digital readiness, digital support, and so on. And uh, here we are a very open society, open to new technologies. So most polls want increased digitalization in, uh, for example, the okay. financial sector. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll talk about that in a second. But I, yeah. I wanted to uh, go back to Romania as well because mm-hmm. you know it seems that Poland, at least in one of the indices, performs mm-hmm. slightly better than Romania. Mm-hmm. What is happening in Romania? That uh, the situation is slightly worse.
2: I looked at the difference between the GDP, for example, between Poland and Romania, yeah, and is we see that it's different, yeah, that Romania is far less developed, yes, as this digital penetration is concerned. And I think one of the indicators that shows that is this total GDP, for example, because uh, Poland is like, uh, if we look at the list, uh, the world, the whole world, we are like on the twentieth, for example, place. The GDP when we look at the GDP and uh, Romania is like the fifth place, so it shows that the digital penetration in that country is not that well uh, developed. And this is perhaps one point. Uh, but from the other side, this engagement, yeah. If we look at this digital engagement index, Romania is on the first place, yeah. So they are okay. very open yeah, to these new technologies, and this enthusiasm and openness to new technologies, it could be an um, attribute to, for example, perhaps a continued appetite for a change in these still developing Mm -hmm. economies and, for example, also perhaps by the ongoing desire to catch up with the Western European peers.
1: So I earlier said that only two countries were actually included in that report, Mm -hmm. but emerging Europe looks at 23 countries and we Mm -hmm. have countries like Estonia, for example. Mm -hmm. So imagine, this is going to be a very hypothetical question, Mm -hmm. But imagine all the countries of our region were included in that report. Where would you see the, you know, which countries would be sort of towards the top located or placed towards the top? And which ones would be sort of lagging behind in our Mm -hmm. region?
2: Okay, so I would imagine that Estonia would appear very high, yes? Even at the Mm -hmm. top of the European rankings uh, because it's highly digitalized. Uh, why? I think it's uh, because of that that it's a small country, smaller, and it needs smaller amount of infrastructure, which is required, yes, in order to digitalize the whole country. It has also an active government policy from when it moved from and um, from the movement of liberalization from Russia. So, mm-hmm. uh, I think it could be the second argument, and it has also a young well-educated Western-looking population. Uh, If we look at the Estonia. What about other countries? Perhaps Czech uh, would be similar rank to Poland, I don't know. It's also mm-hmm. a smaller country than than Poland. So perhaps it would uh, it would have higher level of digital readiness. I think it would be similar or perhaps it would have even lower openness to adopting digital technology. don't know. It doesn't have such exceptional reputation that Pol- uh, as Poland, uh, if we look at the IT or tech workforce, but I think altogether Czech would be somewhere mm-hmm. close to Poland. And uh, again, if we come back to, to Poland and Romania, so we know that they are the largest countries in Central and Eastern Europe. So they have attracted uh, much more foreign direct investments than the other countries. Why is that? It's another issue, yeah? But I think our Banking systems is quite good. It has created a sandbox, we can say, where international financial mm-hmm. organizations such as Visa, for example, or fintechs can try out new technologies safely on the real customers. So, Poland, if we look at that side, it has one of the most technologically advanced banking systems. So, Estonia may mm-hmm. be better, but still we have to take into consideration the fact that it is much smaller.
1: Market, yes. So would you would you connect this, uh, you know, the, the, the sort of ranking with, first of all, the, the GDP? Second of all, the development of the tech sector and also maybe fintech specifically? So the more developed these sectors are, the higher the country would rank?
2: Yeah, definitely. I would say it's uh, connected for sure with the uh, level of GDP, and as I said, also with the size of the country. Because as I said before, Estonia is a smaller country, so it's easier yeah to digitalize the whole country, Mm -hmm. and also also yeah the fintechs yeah I think is also the case. I would say yeah. Mm
1: So now let's, ha- let's have a look at the, uh, at the, the entire continent, at Europe. Who is currently in the lead of European digitalization race and who is sort of left behind? And, uh, should we talk about countries or industries? What does that look like?
2: Uh, So, the picture is not so straightforward. Uh, Returning to the ITERA survey, uh, we see that Denmark has the largest share of online retail sales and the most widespread use of digital platforms for banking and interacting with public authorities. Uh, The UK tops um, the European rankings when it comes to currently levels of digital penetration, so the most widespread use um, of um, of technology. But might not be able to hold on to to that lead much longer with a low score in the digital growth index, hinting that uh, many uh, of the, um, uh, of the, people from UK may be resistant to new technologies, uh, when we look at the Spain, it ranks uh, first in the digital readiness, uh, with a significant portion of respondents feeling comfortable with uh, transitioning to digital solutions, uh, including online property viewings and streaming services, for example. Uh, and as we said before, although the use of digital platforms is currently lower in Poland than in almost all of the countries countries analyzed, support for increased digitalization is higher here than anywhere else. Uh, By contrast, uh, Germany has the lowest level of support for increased digitalization of all nine countries analyzed. And the Italians were very poor on both infrastructure and support for increased digitalization. Uh, Of course, um, this is the general uh, ranking about the consumer attitudes towards digitalization. 18,000 people in nine countries analyzed, and it would be very interesting to see the statistics uh, on other yeah, um, Eastern European countries. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, we had only yeah, two Romania and Poland.
1: Okay, you were saying earlier. You started saying that polls are actually quite eager to utilize more digital tools and, and from the report, I mean, in mm-hmm. the report, it says that uh, 85% of, of polls want more digital solutions in sectors such as energy, media, banking, investment, and so on. Is it something surprising or compared to, you know, Western Europe? I think uh, yeah
2: it's true Yeah, this report uh, prepared by ITORO says that 85% of Poles want more digitalization and mm-hmm. uh, they want more digitalization in such sectors as energy sectors media and also financial sector as banking or investment sector and is it surprising for me I don't know I think not because I I know that we are an open economy and mm-hmm. uh, this is the, the point and we can also I was trying to explain why polls are more open to these new technologies. I wanted to explain it by some uh, behavioral finance theories as uh, mm-hmm. I'm doing some research in that field. And uh, we've got such a concept developed by Hofstede and um, it's, it's coming from the cultural finance theory. And if we look at all of these countries taken into this research, Poland scores uh, the most at such um, an index uh, which we call uncertainty avoidance index. Yeah, so this implies that uh, Poles do not like uncertainty, and we look okay. for clear structures. Yeah, and uh, using digital technology is seen as something sure. Yeah, as a calculated risk we can say, and. Uh, is viewed as something certain, yeah, and that's why, you know, we go for these new technologies, because we think it's something certain, it's something sure, and we, as mm. Poles, as such a culture, we do not like the uncertainty, yeah, uncertainty, so perhaps that's why we are so eager to these new technologies, yeah, perhaps that's, we could, yeah, explain that, <laughs>
1: yeah. Do modern technologies or digital technologies uh, make things more transparent as well?
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because, you know, this is something which we have seen
1: in years. Yeah. So, you know, it was interesting that you said you mentioned this of uh, being certain. You know, this mm-hmm. uh, assertiveness and, and and so on. I just wanted to look at the last, let's say, 12 months. And uh, you know, we obviously know that the COVID pandemic has sped up a lot of processes, digitalization processes in the number on the number of fronts. To be honest, mm-hmm. from health tech to fintech, you know, what have you, basically. But does it or has it also kind of increased our concerns? related to digital transformation because you know for example with the with all these apps that were supposed to track uh, you know covid or help us with that somehow haven't we become a bit more suspicious related you know when it comes to technologies Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so I would say that the current uh, COVID uh, crisis has uh, had a significant impact on our mm-hmm. attitude towards technology. So looking at the report, in most uh, of the analyzed segments, finance, health, entertainment, uh, it can be noticed that respondents declared increased activity and increased use of digital technologies, even after pandemic has ended. For example, about 40% of Polish said that they would expect to use digital technologies more than before outside of the workplace compared to an average of uh, like 27% for other countries. So such changes in habits can be interpreted, uh, we can interpret, we can try to interpret in the context of the second behavioral theory, I wanted to say, is the Teller's NUT theory, uh, which says that people have a natural tendency to use default solutions. So we make mostly of our daily decisions based on intuition and some kind of automatism. And uh, many of our behaviors are habits and they are unconscious reactions to signals coming from outside. So we do not always think in an analytic way. We often use the the quick thinking, yeah? And rapid and in a way forced by the pandemic situation switching to digital technologies caused that uh, we are starting to use them more intuitively, yeah, and without much effort. so perhaps therefore we would adapt to these new technologies, yeah, and they would uh, stay with us longer, yeah, because uh, we mm-hmm. are used to them, yeah. So perhaps yeah, we could explain okay. in like,
1: this way. Mm-hmm. Okay, and when it comes to things that we are afraid of, as far as you know digital transformation is concerned, is there anything that you would think users are scared of? Okay so
2: yes there were some questions in that eToro report about the concerns yeah when it comes to the digital transformation so such sentences were stated there that people for example fear uh, that the impact of digital technologies may have uh, some impact on their mental health yeah uh-huh. or for example that uh, there could be increasing data collection by companies for the purpose of targeted advertising yeah there could be for example increase digital gap as people without access to digital technologies get left behind. Yeah? People also fear that there could be the misuse of digital technologies and the spread of fake news and there could be the risk of cybercrime and uh, the most important concern uh, which was indicated by Poles and Romanian, which was also interesting for me, it was the erosion of real life communities and relationships. Mm-hmm. Okay, So 28% of Poles Central we were concerned about that where the average uh, for the other countries was about 20% yeah so uh, we can see that such issues as uh, er- erosion of real life communities and relationships is something really important yeah for people mm-hmm. from the east uh, countries as we are
1: <laughs> you were also talking about a gap between you mm-hmm. know those who are sort of more tech savvy and digitally skilled And uh, those who are not, this is a more general question now. How do you think we could educate people in this digital age? What should this education look like?
2: Okay, so you mean the digital skills, yeah? Okay, so we can define digital literacy as the ability to find, evaluate, utilize, create content using information technologies and the Mm -hmm. internet, yeah? So I think the lockdown uh, forced forced everybody to speed up those skills, yeah? Mm -hmm. For example, if I look at my environment, so we were forced to use these new technologies to give the lectures, even elderly professors were forced to use such platforms mm-hmm. as uh, microsoft platforms yes to mm-hmm. to give the lectures and other digital tools also pupils they were also forced to uh, to use those new digital tools yes so we have seen two years worth of digital transformation in a few months yeah so i think this digital skills should be pro- probably be taught perhaps as um, as a um, main subject at school because uh, this pandemic showed us that uh, it's a very important thing and perhaps they should be treated with the same importance as such subjects as numeracy or literacy. Yeah? So I think it's something important and in some senses the digital skills make, uh, make also the workplace more free and more simpler place perhaps to navigate. Mm-hmm. A lot of work can be now done from home and it bring some challenges yeah so from one side a consumer for example expects more from a company knowing that technology has made everything so much faster but from the other side there are some also pros and cons yeah from the situation so if we stay at home it it's not always that good, yeah. We squeeze at home all together. We try to learn all together, work all together at home. It's not, uh, it's not that easy. It's not healthy, yeah? also from physically or yes. mentally point of view. But it also has a good side, yeah. So we've got more time for our hobbies, yeah, and so on.
1: All right. So we were talking about uh, things that um, are going to stay with us after the pandemic. Can you name some of the digital habits that we have and uh, that will create opportunities for entrepreneurs, uh, investors as well, or maybe governments?
2: Yes, okay, so um, from this report we can read that, uh, for example, 74% uh, of polls uh, support more online access to government services and tax payments, yes. Uh, Also, 83% of polls want increased digitalization in the financial sectors, including, for example, internet banking, online payments, online investing. Also, over 80% of polls want greater digitalization of the household utilities for example so I would say that uh, this COVID pandemic has boosted digital uptake across all sectors and the results of the report indicate that there is a huge potential for further digital transformation in Poland Uh, however in one of the analyzed areas there is a downtrend uh, in the use of digital technologies and in concerns contact and conversations with our friends so I think there is long-term isolation from our relatives and families meant that um, uh, 94% of respondents plan to mi- maintain the contact with friends, at least partially, in person after the pandemic ends. Yeah, And before the pandemic it was about 93%. So it means that that the social separation related to the pandemic has meant that the only area where where it will not be easy to switch to remote model, it will be our social contacts. So it's quite Perfect. comforting, yeah. It's, I think mm-hmm. it's um, yeah it's it's a good thing, yeah, that we need physical contact <laughs> still with another person.
1: So if you if you are an entrepreneur and you're planning on developing some social networks, that is perhaps not the right time. But if you are a, a startup, for example, that is looking into utilities, gov tech, or health tech, this is definitely the time for you, Monica. Thank you very much for all the insights. It's been
0: a pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you all for listening. And we look forward to your company for the next episode of Emerging Europe Talks. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and do leave a review. This will help us ensure a regular stream of great guests you want to hear from. And finally, check out our news and analysis platform at emerging-europe.com.